0: going on everybody and welcome to the fourth episode of marking our territory with the big dogs a sports podcast i'm your host garrett gartino and across the computer one of my best friends and my co-host and what's going on dude Hey, guys doing i'm not gonna lie i like the way that like there's like definitely some continuity between episode to episode the way that we start this every single time that we start i'm like worried about how i'm gonna do it but it's just flowing so much easier every time
1: i like how i get that like
0: Best friend shout out every episode. I know. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's like it's necessary. And I wonder, like, how many of our other like mutual best friends get a little bit butthurt that I get to like say that about you every time. Sorry about it. All right, so uh, we'll start this episode a little bit off. We're not going to start with football right <laughs> away, but uh, supposedly Zach has a little bit of a funny story that he wants to tell us from his weekend. So we'll we'll lead off with that one. What's going on? All
1: right, so. I've got uh, I've got this crazy neighbor, crazy neighbor Jay, and he look he looks like Billy from The Ringer, the you scratch my CD in broad daylight. Yeah. So I mean, this guy's like he's not he's not 100 there. I feel bad for him. He's got like a fucked up house. His, his shit's like quarter status. Always asked me to like mow his lawn and like do weird shit. So to, like this weekend he's like he's like he comes he been telling me for a while. He's like, I need to go to San Francisco to get my foot checked out. He's like a diabetic about to lose his foot.
0: Ooh, why San Francisco, though? There's plenty of doctors where you live. He needs to
1: go to San Francisco. Um, <laughs> so he comes at me literally the other day, and he's like, I need to go to the train station right now. i am come back from Publix. Usually, like, my goal is to avoid him. So I'll come back from Publix. I got groceries. I can't avoid him. He's fixing his fence at the time with a piece of string.
0: I'm
1: like, okay, what's going on? I put my shit away. He's like, "I need you to. I need you to drive me to the train station. I got a flight at four forty five. He's like, "I need to go to the train station." I'm like, "What the hell?" So I I, I let him go. I let. Him, I'm like, I'll, "I'll do it." I like never like really helped this guy out. I'm like, but "I'm like, look, bro, I'll give you a ride to the train station."
0: This is definitely like that that Dane Cook skit where you have to be nice to like the weird person in the office because. When he goes like nutso on the entire neighborhood, you're going to be the guy that took him to the train station. Dude,
1: dude, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Dude, I don't want him to lose his foot. Like, that's fucked up. Like, he's, yeah, that sitting would that, he's sitting at my gate. He's like, I'm going to lose my foot. Like, if I literally don't get to the to my, to my the train station, I'm like going to lose my foot. I'm like, all right, I got you, dog. I'll take you to the train station. <laughs> it was like a little drizzle. I was like, I got that. Um, I come out five minutes later. He goes, I need you to take me to Miami airport. My flight. I'm not gonna make it if I go to the train station. I'm not gonna make it. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why are you fixing your fence with a piece of string and not at the goddamn airport right now?
0: Definitely seems like something he should have planned for a little bit ahead of time.
1: Not like, I mean, he had he had bags packed, so he knew he was doing it, but he just didn't have any track of time. He's like, I don't know, I don't know. I need you to take me to the airport. I'm like, I'm like, look, bro. I'm like, I feel sorry for you. So like I said, I was going to take you to the train station, and then he he offered me thirty bucks for the ride. I'm like, I'm not driving to Miami Airport with
0: thirty bucks. How far is that from you? Over an hour. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is at like
1: two two thirty ish, four forty five flight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, so I'm like, look, I feel sorry, all like, what about like, I'll call you an ooh. He's like, that, that's sixty bucks. I was like, I was like, look, you said you give me like some money for the ride. I'll cover the other half because I feel bad for you and I don't want to drive your ass. I don't want mm. you to lose your foot. I don't want you to lose that foot.
0: You're definitely a good Samaritan right now, bro. I appreciate this. Yeah, I felt you.
1: bad for him. Like, usually I like I, I ignore his ass. So he starts talking to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like run right inside.
0: Um, and he's like,
1: all right, go, go, let's go. I, I, I call it. We needed to get cash back. He doesn't even have 30 bucks on him. I'm like, you don't have money on you. You're going on a fucking plane. I have to go to the gas station, get cash back. It takes, like, 10 minutes there. And, like, I'm feeling like time is of the essence. I haven't even booked the lift yet so I'm like, I don't know if he's going to, like, 430 flight. Like, what's the deal? Comes back and he's like, all right, book it, book it. We get back, a little bit little bit to the house. He comes back. I- uber's on its way he goes in it's just screaming with like him and his like ex-wife who lives in the house with them screaming at each other oh, he's no. just throwing shit out of the door the the luggage comes out of the door the toiletry bag comes out of the door like a garbage bag like a, a sealed garbage bag just full of like medicine comes flying he's like bring it, bring, it, bring it to the curb i don't want him to leave without me he's like i don't want him to go without me like, he's like did they did they leave yet did uber leave yet I'm like no, no, bro, he's not here. He's not. Two minutes. I pull my shit out. Uber rolls up. He's he's walking into the Uber and he goes, my tickets, <laughs> <laughs> my
0: tickets. <laughs> you mean his plane tickets, right? Yeah, he didn't have he, his plane. I have t- the plane ticket. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, in, in the car on the way to get the cash he's like, "Remind me." He's like, "I gotta get my medicine, the tickets." The <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, you remember?" I'm like, "I'm not reminding you shit."
0: Yeah, no, this is this is on you. I'm calling you the Uber right now, bro. So, so literally, he goes, runs back and gets his tickets, leaves at like
1: three, like fourteen for a four thirty flight.
0: And he's an hour away from the airport.
1: An hour away, and then I just sat there and just watched the GPS on the lift for his ETA till he till he got there.
0: Did he ever? Did he like show back up, or did he end up? He
1: hasn't came back to the house, so he's
0: he, he got to go, Frisco. It seems like Dude, uh, all I can picture right now is like <laughs> this guy's like sitting in his lift, and he's like. <laughs> My foot's not gonna make it, man. And he's he's like tying off his. He's tying off his. First person
1: to talk to, like he will just like talk about any like the weirdest shit ever. So I couldn't even imagine that lift ride with the lift driver, this random Spanish guy, just getting his ear talked off. I I I wanted to tip him so bad, but I didn't.
0: The, this guy like you, you give him the craziest person no tip the tightest timeline he's probably tying tying off like a tourniquet in his back seat like trying to chop off his own foot
1: he was wearing, like two different shoes because like he had like this one big ass swollen foot and one like kind of normal swollen foot this
0: poor so he literally guy. would have
1: two different shoes on and like ride a bike all around
0: this is really bad that we're laughing at this guy's expense but i mean it's like that good. That was definitely right. a story worth hearing. My,
1: when he goes out of the My Tickets, when he's literally about to leave.
0: He was... probably felt like Rambo at that moment, where he was like on the, the hardest mission of his life. Well, he made it happen somehow. All right, well, that, that was a hell of a start. That was a good story. I'm glad that we, we went into that. So now we'll segue into the little bit more relevant topics of, of uh, today's news. Breaking news. NFL I didn't want to talk about the NFL but somehow they forced their hand Joe Flacco traded to the Broncos John Elway trying to catch lightning in a bottle for the second time with an old quarterback Uh, I I mean I don't even know what to think Joe Flacco throwing bombs in Denver sounds kind of exciting
1: I think that's a really good fit for him and I like it's interesting I don't know what the trade uh, what he's getting traded for us came out yet
0: uh, no, uh, well, so supposedly the the actual deal can't be announced until March thirteenth, and I feel like in NFL trades, it's never really like player for player or something like that. It's more times than not just like draft picks and stuff like that. Draft picks and money.
1: Yep. So yeah, especially for Flacco, is kind of kinda
0: no value on the Ravens at this point. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson definitely has a job locked down for next year. He was, uh, you know, a mixed bag, definitely a hell of a runner, you know, a work in progress with his arm. Uh, the other side of it is Case Keenum. He's another old guy in Denver that didn't work out after signing a two year deal. He's more than likely going to be released.
1: Yeah. And that's the, uh I mean, he could be released, be the backup. That'd be a decent, just expensive backup. But Denver has a decent team, honestly. If they, they get a receiver, they got Flacco, they got Keenum as a backup. That's not a bad team.
0: I I would guess that they're they'll probably drop Keenum, and they're probably going to draft a young quarterback, someone that they can mold behind Flacco. You
1: know, what but, I was thinking if the Ravens, if they just become like a college system, like they just draft like one or two like Lamar Jackson types this year, and then Casey they just those quarterbacks all the time. Casey goes down, you got it just the same. Your team doesn't change. You just build your team to just do that.
0: They made the playoffs
1: last year doing it.
0: Yeah, it's not that bad of an idea. And something about the purple jerseys makes me think that their quarterbacks are faster, anyways.
1: The whole team is just big, like mauls you.
0: So, all right. So that's, that's the NFL breaking news. Not really much else to say about that. However, however, Mike Francesa voice. There was the opening weekend for, I hope that I get this right, the American Alliance Football. It's just a... No, you got it wrong. It's Alliance American Football? Alliance of American Football. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that name. Now, I, American Alliance Football sounded like it, it like ended improperly, but I like that a little bit more than what you just said. Alliance of American Football. Mm-hmm. Also, Alliance doesn't really do it justice because aren't these teams battling each other they're not in an alliance they're not working together
1: no they're not they're they're if any like I mean the teams that really resemble alliances the hot shots
0: the iron. Yeah, the team names are kind of fun I, I'm not gonna lie about that you know we got the uh, the Orlando where are they the or- Orlando the Orlando F-
1: Apollo probably the worst name out of all of them.
0: Yeah, they're, they're the, they they were the big winners from the weekend, coming out with a 40-6 to 6 victory. The Birmingham Iron definitely have the best jerseys of the group, the the black and silver. And Trent Richardson had that dope-ass visor where he had, like, the iron thing. In love love that. That's that's a sick-ass logo and jersey for this league. He was looking low-key thick, bro. He, he definitely looked like he was not in game shape. Even in the slimming black. So, you know, not a ton, you know, to— Take out of that. It's supposedly a running league. I don't know how it can be a running league with the God awful offensive lines that they have. But the the biggest takeaway is that the AAF is implementing a few rule changes different from the NFL that I think are interesting, to say the least. Uh, Probably the one that I think is the most relevant is the fact that defenses are only allowed to rush five defenders on any given play. So that's supposed to. I mean, I don't know. Is that supposed to open up the run game a little bit? I would say I don't really know what that predicts,
1: but I would just. I think it's
0: quarterback safety. Now that I say it yeah, out loud, that's that's what I was going towards. Which is funny because there was that dude Sean Washington absolutely destroying the quarterback. That's going to be like their highlight for however. That long – That was season. so good
1: for them that that
0: happened. Mm-hmm. Definitely, they needed the highlight like that to like get the the league off the ground.
1: OK, I saw I saw the Arizona team, the Hotshots.
0: Mm-hmm. ugly jerseys,
1: worst jerseys probably got this like
0: they remind me of the a, FAMU jerseys. It's a
1: mix between the Portland Timbers and the MLS and Oregon Ducks.
0: Yeah, They're, well, all of these jerseys are kind of gimmicky. Like when the Tempe Bay Bucks switched over to the one that they have now where I felt like they designed it in a video game. That's how I feel like all of these jerseys look.
1: The Salt Lake Stallions,
0: like Utah's got, got a team. I don't know how the Atlanta Legends go with the purple and gold. Like th- that does nothing to make me think Atlanta. Like go purple and black. you be got all tougher. your teams
1: black. Like make, exactly. all, make make all the jerseys like sick as hell. They're not, yeah, they're not as like regional colored, I feel like. But I mean, I guess that's just football, but.
0: So, all right, other, other rule changes that they did, no kickoffs, no point afters. Uh, everything is a two-point two conversion. That uh, They said that field goals are still part of a game, but there'll be fewer chances for fans to yell at kicker if their team loses. Mm-hmm. Interesting strategy.
1: Yeah, they got the, uh, the onside kick rule is you don't have to kick an onside kick. You get a fourth and 12 with your offense. Ooh, you I didn't it, hear about that one. And if you get it, you like – get it they do like fourth and 12 from like the 25 if you get it you get it and if not they get it where uh wherever like, the ball wherever was you lost it yeah
0: interesting and then the uh the one big other change was overtime so in college it's kind of similar to college football where both teams will get a chance to score but the game can end in a tie so each team will get the ball at the 10 yard line with a chance to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion um and if both teams are tied at the end of that, it's a tie. So it's a little bit better, you know, where as opposed to like having to rely on a coin flip, like, you, yeah, then, you know, that's, that's Which is what I people complain
1: about. And then they really probably won't complain about
0: it at the end of the day. So what do you, what did you think about the sky judge?
1: I thought it was cool. You got to hear the replay. That was probably the coolest part. You're like, the guy's like, I don't know if he caught it or not on the field. And the guy in the box like, I don't know if he caught it or not either.
0: That, well that was what I, I took away from it was the people in the skybox were kinda like they were up in the air just as much as the guys on the field. They didn't really like they had the play in front of them and they were still kinda confused.
1: You can definitely tell it was week one, but that's a pretty sick concept.
0: Yeah, I love I love that that line of thinking that it's week one for the officials too. It's
1: week one for the officials too, you gotta remember that.
0: So all right. So football, we still got it. I'm not going to lie. It's nice to have something to put on the TV on the weekend uh, when you don't have like basketball. Or in my case, I watch some hockey. If there's nothing to watch, you definitely can throw on some of them. Who's right, oh, your team? Well, the easy pick is obviously Orlando because we're both Florida guys and they have yeah, the big Orlando it. guys. I, If I had to ride someone, it would be them. The other team would be I think it was the San Antonio Commanders. I think they were the ones that had Sean Washington that destroyed that guy, and I just kind of want. And they have a three; they have three running backs. I like that. All right, a Earth, Wind, and Fire. So we'll, we'll be big
1: Orlando guys, and then I'll take the Iron because they have the black jerseys, and you got San Antonio as like our secondaries.
0: There we go. So we we've got a little rooting interest. Hopefully, maybe we get a little uh, dough on the games. Yeah, the big, big with the beak. Big with the beak league. So, all right, transitioning, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll go over to the NBA. We got the all-star game weekend coming up. That's something that it's a little bit, a little bit exciting. Got the three, uh, the three point contest, the dunk contest, things like that. But really the more important part is that the first half of the season is coming to a close and there's definitely some things that we need to be taking away from this first half. All
1: right. So uh, first half takeaways, the Lakers are probably. Eh. Meh, way the worse Lakers,
0: than you thought they were. It's horrible. One of like the worst so three-point shooting teams in the league.
1: I guess basically what I was saying is like the LeBron like deterrent is real around the league. Yeah, like, te- definitely. Teams and some players aren't as willing to play with LeBron as maybe LeBron and Magic think they are.
0: It, there's a part of me that thinks LeBron knew what he was getting himself into. Like we've never seen him get an injury. He had, he's out for what, like 15 games in the first half of the season. He's throwing everybody on his team under the bus. I, I wouldn't doubt that maybe this first half of the season was like an aberration and he's going to go on one of his binges in the second half. Where he literally just carries the team, you know, th- in the second half they have, 25 games, 10 out of 25 are against non-playoff teams, and 14 out of those 25 games are at home. Definitely like an opportunity for LeBron to turn it up a notch and, you know, win 20 out of 25 for those games.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, even with the LeBron to turn around the league, he probably took this year as kind of a punt year. He'll, he can make the playoffs, lose to Golden State, and be like, oh, I, I took a game from Golden State with the Lakers, maybe, in the first round. But uh, he, he knows what his long-term plan is. But, yeah, I mean... I could definitely see them making the playoffs as like a team that's out of it right now. Basically in the West you got you got about eleven teams that are contending for the eight spots. And yeah. I say the West is three, way better than the East. Three are set. The top three top top three, you're gonna be Golden State, Denver, and then in my opinion, it's gonna be OKC or Houston are gonna end up top three.
0: Do you think that there's any chance that OKC has like a fall off? I mean, they've had obviously MVP status out of Paul George playoff playoff P uh, Russ has had something like eight straight triple doubles in the no, last. Ten straight! So he's still going with that record yeah. exactly, and it's ridiculous. Like they they've had insane production out of those two, and although I don't think it's going to happen, they would be a prime candidate for a team that falls off in the second half.
1: See, you know what? You had a prime candidate for falls off. I had the come up was OKC. Oh. I think- I feel like that uh, – I could definitely see what you're saying, but when you give the studs the ball, they score. Like it's it's not like NFL where your body really wears down that bad from a full season, full workload. Like Kobe did it for years. People like – playoff peak can go out there and just get you buckets. Russ just goes out there and just does everything around the rim and does everything. Like I don't see why that team's bad. Steven Adams is like 25 –
0: is he that young? He looks like he's forty five years old.
1: <laughs> I think he might be like twenty five or twenty six like he's
0: ridiculous well you you're talking about how the top three are set. I'm big Denver Nuggets fan since this season huge fan, big fan. Uh, they've got Isaiah Thomas waiting in the wings and I, I obviously because he was on Boston before I was not a big fan of his. Then he went to you know Los Angeles and all those things and he looked like a bum but I think that getting Isaiah Thomas in the second half of the season is going to be a huge boost for Denver. He always seems to be a clubhouse guy and if he's put in a position where he realizes that he can be the primary beneficiary beneficiary out of the second unit, like who's to say he can't be a, a bolt of lightning off the bench.
1: No, I really like Isaiah. I think I think he's someone that really works hard and he like makes people around him better. And, like, speaking of, I mean, I guess you could keep going on, Isaiah, but I got a little, like, segue from, like, Isaiah to Boston on my downtrodden teams. Go ahead. Boston being worse with Kyrie. Interesting. Go ahead. Just the fact that, I mean, Kyrie was out last night. They beat the 76ers.
0: Well, okay. I, we, I think we've both got a little bit of a 76ers take for for this, you know, this first half. I don't think that the 76ers are a team to worry about. They are the worst defensive team out of all of the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're giving up. Let me see. I have it right here. They're giving up 112 points a game and only scoring 114. That's like the smallest differential out of any of the playoff teams. And they have a group that just doesn't have enough time to mesh and become like a unit, especially with so many ball handlers on the team.
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. So with so many ball handlers on the team, you kind of eliminate Ben Simmons from doing what Ben Simmons like is like most skilled possibly to do. But also if you let, if you let Ben Simmons do what he's most skilled possibly to do, you, you limit the Jimmy Butler, the Tobias Harris now, And there's no chance that Ben Simmons is going to win you a game at the end of a game in a
0: playoff game. Yeah, no, he's too easy to single out. And I think that the big headedness of Jimmy Butler is going to become an issue, especially down this stretch. If they have like a little bit of like a a fall off, like a three or a four game losing streak you could definitely see jimmy butler making some comments to the media like calling out ben simmons saying like he should be giving me the ball in the intense moments and shit like well, that
1: Well, I, I saw that jimmy butler or ben simmons last year his like percentage of like time in a position was like 70 70 something percent point guard last year and this year it's like 60 something percent so he's off the ball much more And like even if you're watching their games they look better with like mcconnell running the offense McConnell sets him up, gives Jimmy Butler the ball, lets him do his thing. Like in in the playoffs, it's half court. Like Ben Simmons is good when he's running, got a lot of space, When it's half court.
0: He has no shot. It's definitely like a lot more like a close game in, Mm -hmm. in the second half. So I see what you're saying by that. You
1: have to be able to manufacture your own shot, three pointers. You have to be like Durant, just cross somebody up, run around the screen and just wet a three.
0: In my opinion the East is going to be a three team race. It's going to be the Bucks who I was amazed to see that they were in first place. They are 42 and 14, 10 and 1 in their division, 29 and 8 in the conference. That's the most wins out of any team in the Eastern Conference against the conference. Toronto, they're just the Toronto to me is kind of like the San Antonio of the East. They just like they have the process down.
1: That was that was ooh that was so well said. I was saying I like I like Toronto because of what they did. They've got the super they, they've kind of went defensive and slower. When everyone else is kind of like going Giannis and just trying to run down the court and which is probably what's going to give Toronto the benefit at the end of the playoff run. You got like Lowry, Leonard, Gasol, And they also have that
0: same that same group where (laughs) the same way that pop would sit people in the West. You've had Kyle Lowry out for streaks this season. You've had Kawhi sitting out back to backs here and there. They definitely have like a method down of trying Mm -hmm. to keep their guys fresh for the end stretch.
1: Definitely. And and they're they're made for that end stretch. Like and when it comes down to it, it could be Giannis versus
0: Kawhi. Like that would be fun. Definitely Dad. two studs. <laughs> I need to like – I'm going to have to throw in that, that Kawhi laugh. That would be fun. Come on. <laughs> fun guy. So then the, the the number three and the number That's four – That's your Kawhi laugh. Yeah. Dude, I thought I killed that. I don't even know how you're laughing. I, thought, like, you oh. doing, I thought you were doing the uh, the announcer, Mike Bray. I don't even know who that is. The only <laughs> – that's what I know. The bang. There's nothing that my fiance and dog hate more than when I'm watching a basketball game and they're like sitting there like doing their own thing. And I just start <laughs> screaming bang. <laughs> Murray from three. Bang. Just screaming it. All right. The other two. I am up in the air about the Pacers and the Celtics. Pacers without depot. Those I'm were my on. bottom teams. Boston, Indiana. I think that the Pacers, dude, like they are another one that they play as a team. They're the best defensive team in the Eastern Conference. Miles Turner and Bogdanovich. I don't know if it's Bogdan or Bojan. Like it feels like there's a million of them in the in the NBA. Those talk. two have really turned it up. They just signed Wes Matthews, who I don't know if they he's going to be like a big contributor. But I think that defense plays in the playoffs and they put themselves in a position where they're obviously going to make it. And depending on who they draw in the first round, they could get definitely gain some momentum.
1: All right. So, I mean, if the playoffs are today, it'd be Indiana versus the Nets.
0: And the, the Nets are who I think will fall off. They're a young team. I think
1: the Nets was, the Nets was on my um, my up-and-coming because they're getting a little more healthy. They're getting Dinwiddie back. They got their guys. You go against—you you come into a close game. Who would you rather have, Bogdanovich? taking a three or miles Turner with the ball or like D'Angelo Russell or Dinwiddie. Like they're pretty clutch.
0: I guess I, I don't really know in, in this position, like it's like youth versus defense in that type of matchup. And I don't know who I'd be taking, but I definitely like fantasy purposes on the line. I'm a huge miles Turner fan, one of the best defenders in the NBA. And I just think like in, in history, like defense wins championships and I could see a team like the Nets falling off. And I think it's very interesting how we both have, like, the complete opposite teams for our choices.
1: Well, no. Well, we had the Boston-Indianas, the uh, teams that could come down.
0: Well, I think I think Indiana has a good chance. Boston definitely, I think, is going to fall off. There's There's something about them this year. Maybe the fact that they missed out on AD. Something about how the Gordon Hayward experiment seems to not be working. I think there's, Boston could blow it up. That would be – I mean – that happens, and especially in a city like Boston, where they're expecting the championships nowadays, I would not be surprised to see them do a full a full change.
1: I think you could. I think we're probably gonna end up seeing the Seventy Sixers as probably the three seed, uh, Brooklyn going up, and then Charlotte probably, and then
0: Charlotte pro- and Detroit are the seven and eight seeds. They're both trash, but you know, also last round for Dean Wade. Orlando they they they've been hot recently, winners of four straight and they're definitely playing a little bit better, but again, like the bottom half of that Eastern Conference is so bad. I feel like we've completely neglected the Western Conference though.
1: I mean, what else do you want to say about the Western Conference? It's if all those teams are going to just scrap with each other, you got good they got like is is Doncic going to make a run, Clippers are falling off, Spurs are probably be like the 8th seed.
0: Definitely more competition over there. Portland is so one of those teams that waits in the wings. I don't I think Portland could fall off because there is so much better high end talent, like obviously Golden State, Oklahoma City, if LeBron decides to have a second half. No,
1: Portland Portland's definitely in the four or five range. They're they're better
0: than the Jazz and Kinks and stuff. Jazz Jazz are the are the pacers of the West. Jazz play the best defense. Best defensive team in the Western Conference, giving up only 105 points a game. That's like they'll be good,
1: but then like when it comes down to it, it's Don'ton Mitchell versus like Dave Lillard, Harden. Oh. So that's just what what it is. It is what it is with them. Same All thing right. with the Spurs. They got a couple of young guys. They'll be they'll stick around. It's cool that they're sticking around. Pop, but they can't win anything.
0: So don't even look at the standings. Who do you think is going to be in the conference finals for both conferences?
1: All right, let's go Western
0: Conference. I'm doing Houston and Golden State. Okay, I, I have Houston and the Nuggets. Love to see that. I think that that would be exciting. I Houston, we, we've talked about whether or not James Harden's game is playoff friendly. I don't think it matters at this point. He He's been putting his team on his back for the last 31 games. I think that's what his streak is up to of 30-plus points that would be exciting. And then in the Eastern, I have Toronto. You ready for this? I'm ready. 76ers. Ooh. Because I, I, as much as I think that they're going to fall off and they're a team that needs work, there's something about hoping that that group of players makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be so fun.
1: I, I would like to see that team. I, I think it's going to be uh, yeah. I, I was going to say Milwaukee and Toronto. I like definitely one, think it's going to be Toronto. I definitely think Toronto is going to be there.
0: Milwaukee. I, I don't know how much I can believe in. It's pretty much Giannis and Co. Like, how, I don't know. A ton I like that.
1: that. I'm going to say right now I'm going to say Milwaukee, okay.
0: but- So we both know that Toronto is going to be there. If if we get like a Toronto Warriors final, I'd be pissed because I think that the Warriors crush them. But if it's Toronto and anyone else, it would be a fun fun finals. That would. So they're heading into the All Star break. We're going to head into a little bit of a break from talking sports. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Well done. You're welcome. I like that. Uh, Valentine's Day right around the corner. My least one of my least favorite holidays of the entire year. I hate man made holidays. It's just something to get the market going and make me spend money and I can't stand that. So we're gonna do the top three, bottom three of Valentine's Day.
1: I don't hate Valentine's
0: Day. I think That's it's nice. You're a romantic then. <laughs> Some would say. So do you want to start with I I think we should start with the bottom this time. We shouldn't start with the top. Okay. Go ahead, Hater Aid. All right the bottom for me, the bottom, my third bottom is timing. February is like, right. It still feels like it's right after Christmas. So I'm still like fighting off like that Christmas credit card debt. And I'm like trying to save money in the process. And it's like, now I have to go buy my girl a gift, buy her dinner, you know, plan all of this shit out. And it ends up like just giving me a headache for like, Pretty much only like three days because I always forget that Valentine's Day is like here.
1: Yeah, that, that part of it definitely sucks. Um, that definitely has something to probably do with one of my uh, bottoms Go as ahead. well. Well, I, that's going to be my last one. But my number three, bottom three uh, Valentine's Day, it's like the last minute rush to finish your, your Valentine's Day gift. You got to like make like a little like spread on like the table for your girl or like the bed. You gotta get like. I never do any of that. That's way too much for me. You get like, I mean, like, as I say, spread on the table. You get like a bouquet of flowers and like a bottle of wine and a card
0: and some chocolate. Chocolate is like major key. So
1: see, that's what I'm saying. You like, you live with your woman. You can't be like just having that shit out in the open. So you either got to like hide it.
0: You'll be running there last minute with a rush. So in that you have what's another one of my bottom things you have like the packed restaurants the day and the day before valentine's day you see so many bros in in the like in the store trying to like buy the chocolates the worst
1: is the bros that are so desperate that are buying the clearly overpriced
0: shit the russell stover that's all you need to say russell stover like cheats you out of your money
1: I'm talking about, like, the the bear with, like, the flowers oh. in the bear with the chocolate, like, all packed in one. It's, like, a
0: $50 thing worth, like, $5. One year, I bought, I bought her one of, like, the giant oversized bears. It was, like, literally, like, $40 mm-hmm. for a bear. And it just ended up turning into my dog's humping toy.
1: <laughs>
0: nice.
1: So Except... I, I, for after the night it was after the one night it was your humping tour. Sorry, that was just bad. It took so long to get out. <laughs> All right.
0: What and then packed restaurants. I mean like I I don't know, like I love sushi and sushi's already a hot commodity. So going out for sushi and having the entire city trying to get sushi at the same time is just miserable. That's why I'm a, I'm a big eat in on Valentine's Day. Bring something into the house, maybe. Cook I, for your I
1: res- girl. I respect cook for your girl. That's I respect that. Um, but uh, yeah, I got okay. one other thing Lots to say to about there. the eating out.
0: Mm. All right, tell me more about eating out.
1: <laughs>
0: Another episode.
1: <laughs> go ahead. The uh, like when you go out to eat and every dude has a pink shirt on. Because their girl mm. made them match with them or like just made him wear something for Valentine's Day. They got like their one like button down pink polo.
0: It whipped. Yeah.
1: Not and too much. You don't just, have
0: to worry about that because we've been with our girls for so long that it's just like another day at the office. I'll,
1: I'll put like, like, I'll put the button down just for the one day. Just give her that. But
0: it's not well, pink. Well, we're also.
1: I might we're, do it this year just for the effect.
0: We're good at the fact that. Since we've been with them so long and because we have such low standards for ourselves, anytime that we're wearing anything other than, like, gym shorts and a T-shirt, you're like, wow, you're looking really nice today. Yeah. So that – and that also will feed into one of my top things. So my number one bottom aspect of Valentine's Day is the social media whores. I cannot stand, like, going – like, I don't post on Instagram. I haven't posted on Instagram since 2013. When you go through and on Valentine's Day, every single picture is like an appreciation post. It's like, <laughs> just fucking keep it to yourself, okay? Like we, like I, the more you write about your significant other, the more I know that you guys hate each other.
1: Exactly. Like, That's why
0: my, yourself. like, yeah, even like my engagement post is like three, three words. I don't even think I when I got, I, love you. I don't even think I made a post anywhere. I think wow. I think I just sent a picture to the group chat and, like, hey, everybody, just figured you should know. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I think I'm romantic in my own way, but I, I don't like— You are like, romantic, bro. I don't—thank you, dude. I appreciate that. That's a little pick-me-up that I needed. I've gone out on some double dates with you. He holds yeah. door open for his woman. We've also, we've also faced some sushi on double dates. So, all right, do you have a bottom—have you gotten your bottom one? My bottom one is— uh, I mean, this
1: this goes off of like you kind of like bounce back off that Christmas. It's it's just having to one up yourself mm-hmm. every year. Gotta
0: yeah, how, especially after you just got engaged in December. Like, how are you supposed to do better than a diamond ring? No, that's like that's
1: why I'm that's why I'm going low, going like I, I got that tough. I got that built up
0: clout right now. So you're just trying to ride that
1: that wine. I I bought her something that's not even going to be mailed in here before Valentine's Day.
0: Well, that's also nice, though, because then afterwards, it's like (laughs) a little I didn't see this coming kind of gift. I think she kind of sees it coming, though, because she looked at it. and She's like, oh, I like that. You know what I realized? The UPS sent to our email so we know when a package is coming in. I I was like, yo, you got to turn that shit off around this time of the year. Like, I don't need you knowing when something's Mm -hmm. coming
1: in. I didn't even know. But same thing, like. She's got that, and I'm like, how do I like? How do
0: I'm, I know? I, I like that. having it for myself because it's like, I hate I hate people knocking at my door. That's like the number one thing I don't like when people knock at the door because then the dog barks and then I gotta like settle everything down. But she needs to turn that off. I'm the man of the house. Let me handle it. Yeah. So uh,
1: so this year I'm setting the the low bar. The just engaged Valentines, and then we're gonna have one more like right before we get married, and that that'll probably be like lower bar. Right, that that so, one is just like I'll give you a kiss
0: today, maybe.
1: Literally, like right before we get married. So,
0: all right, so let's get into the top. Then I'll I'll give you my my number three. I talked I talked about a little bit earlier. Fresh haircut, right around Valentine's Day. You always have to get the fresh haircut. Do I go today, bro? Yeah, you have to. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so you got to go. Get, I mean, you got the clean face right now, so that's like half the battle. But I went. I got my fresh haircut yesterday. I came home. She's like, oh, I I love it so much when you get the haircut, but leave your top long. It looks so good on you. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I did this for you, baby. Mm, I might do get a little clean fade. Yeah. Even if you do the same, just leave the top long and just have them fade the sides. You're in and out in like 30 minutes.
1: Mhm. All right. My uh, my number one is just like Valentine's uh, foods, which is like chocolate, any heart-shaped food, like anything that comes in like a heart. It's just like just that's just what you want to see on Valentine's Day. You open up a pizza box
0: and it's a heart. I heard that they stopped. They stopped making those little chalky candies that have the notes on them. Yep. Yeah, no yeah. more. That's that's
1: that's a travesty.
0: R.I.P. and peace to those things. Even though nobody ate them, they just like played with them and like looked at what they said.
1: You no, know you just opened them. You like put them on a table, and then you like threw them away
0: later. Yep. So eat, eat them. P- probably people- why they went. Probably why they went under. <laughs> I uh, I have Bogo candy, and that's, like, not even, like, for Valentine's Day. It's, like, the week after Valentine's when they have all that, like, leftover shit. You get a ton of, like, the buy one, get one candies at Publix. Love that. Love, if, love a deal. Oh, side note, I got fucking suckered into buying seven boxes of Girl Scout cookies over the weekend, and I'm trying to, like— convince myself that I did it for the good charity nature of like supporting the Girl Scouts. But really it's just like a fat boy in me that needs to have cookies on a daily basis. Did
1: you, did you even like afford any other groceries, bro? Not,
0: like, yeah. $30 of cookies out like, I don't know, man, they suckered me. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm not, I'm not proud of myself. I'll tell you what though, having those thin mints and the uh, tag alongs in the freezer it's definitely a nice treat at the end of the night. I haven't
1: had one Girl Scout cookie this year.
0: You're you're playing yourself. You need that.
1: <laughs> I've walked by like two two stands. I was still strong. Just mean mugging
0: those little girls.
1: Not today.
0: All right, so you right. number two.
1: My number two is 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 going out to that nice fancy dinner. Norm- <laughs> you go out to the same places every night with like every weekend with your girl. You hit like the Bonefish Grill. You hit the fucking chilies like no every like it's like that's like the normal spot like valentine's day you like go somewhere nice somewhere you haven't been going somewhere i've never been to what are you doing tomorrow. this year i'm going to like a s- spot called the banana boat
0: Ooh, banana kind of boat that? like seafood definitely seafood's a big one on valentine's day right on the, the, little, little spot on
1: the water Did you have to set a
0: reservation? Yeah. That's when the, you know you're that growing that up resi. is when you're making resis. exactly. Get a set of resi. All right, so our number one, it's gonna be the same. It's that Valentine's love making.
1: Yes, sir. It's nope. that you get you get that little something extra on Valentine's Day.
0: It's like you you don't even have to say anything. You just like you get home from that resi and you're like, mm, you're looking good, and she's like, Yeah, I know I am. Mm-hmm. You maybe, like, bust out that lingerie for the first time in, like, a couple of months. Like, it's not, like, the same old, like, sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of night.
1: Yeah, it's, like, exactly where you get get that little extra touch. Like, you get the lingerie, you get the – you get maybe to explore
0: somewhere else. You throw on the episode of, like, a TV show or, like, a documentary that you really don't care about so that, like, the foreplay is, like, for, like, an hour on the couch and then, like – you you move to a different mm-hmm, spot, mm-hmm. get some, like, whipped cream up in there or something yeah, like exactly. that. You, you just get that. And if anybody does not know what we're talking about, sorry. talking about P's and B's. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that was good. Like, Valentine's Day. I kind of hate it, but the sex is good. Dude, you're going to have a good time tomorrow. I hope so. We're we're doing we're doing dinner tonight instead, but we're doing a double date. So, Dude, p- p- uh,
1: hashtag uh, V Day polos. Post that pink tonight, bro. Wear that pink
0: out. I might have to go find something pink. I don't know if I. The, I used to have a pink polo, but it's probably huge on me now. V Day polos, bro. Do it. Do it for
1: the. Do it for the pod. i post right, so them on
0: tomorrow. We're we're gonna we're gonna start closing down this episode. A little bit of housekeeping on the MLB free agency. I think that it's it's gone too long now, man. Like the free agents and the MLB and market,
1: keys, bro. Precision catchers are already reported.
0: Exactly. Like it, spring training is right around the corner. We're like six weeks away from opening day and people like Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Marwin Gonzalez, they're all still unsigned despite the fact that every single day there's constant rumors. Like, I don't know. Did you see on Twitter the other day that, Rawlings, the glove brand, posted pictures of a black and gray glove with Machado's name on it. So then the White Sox rumors started spinning again. Harper was seen without facial hair and with his haircut. You know, just like the rumors are getting tiring. And you have high profile players like Christian Yelich and Justin Verlander speaking out on social media saying how the system is broken. But I think that like people are very torn on it. Because we have that like that divide where players have this ridiculously high self-worth, where they think that they're worth more than what they are
1: and and I think this is this this I don't know if it's gonna end up being like a lay on bell type situation, but this could be the first situation where you start seeing the the owners take a little power back in the fact that they don't want to pay these guys thirty million a year for five years, even they're like, They just know that they're not getting their money's worth, and they think that the players think that just because their name is Bryce Harper, they're going to put asses in the seats. But no one's putting asses in the seats in baseball. You got to be as fucking frugal and manage your team as well as you possibly can.
0: Now, do you think that this has more to do with the player and like the high profile nature that they believe that they have, or do you think that like the bargaining power has went down because there's there's less competition in free agency nowadays. Like there's, there's less teams that are willing to get involved and shell out that cash to put themselves in a position where they're contenders. You know, like there's only a handful of teams that are willing to say, like, we're in a position where this player would put us over the edge.
1: Well, I think that, it's, it, that both of those factor in, and that's what drives the price down even more.
0: Yeah. There definitely needs to be like more teams willing to make that splash. Cause if you're willing to make the, the first, the first move, you're more than likely going to attract other players. And that's like what a team like the Padres are trying to do. You know, the Padres have been the definition of mediocre for probably like the last decade since before, uh, like maybe, yeah, exactly. PV that's the exact player I was going to bring up when he, he was winning Cy Young's and they have been interested in both Harper and Machado but they need to get that first domino to fall before other players are like, "All right, I'm going to go to San Diego."
1: But you still need a you need to build a better team. Like you need to be like Houston, who like gets like Altuve comes up on your own system and like you get your own studs. And then then once you get one, it's not like you have one stud; you have like two or three right off rip.
0: So speaking about young studs that came up through system, Craig Kimbrel goes back to the team that originally drafted him. He was the an all uh, World Series winner last year with the Red Sox, goes back to the Braves on a four-year, $42 million deal, uh, has incentives cooked in, has an option year cooked in. But an, another guy, when free agency started this year, he was looking for six years, $100 million, and and he ends up having to settle for just over $10 million a season, and he's one of the league's <clears throat> best closers. But
1: I mean, who needs a ten million dollar closer that's gonna get you forty to fifty saves when you could get a two million dollar closer that's gonna get you thirty five or like there two really? two five hundred do thousand dollar closers that are gonna just get you like like the shit is just changing in baseball. Like it's just becoming like moneyball all over the place and they're like
0: Youth is good. key. Getting young, controlled talent is the number one thing. And that's the easiest in the bullpen.
1: mm -hmm. And there's really no super super superstars in baseball. So it's like everyone's kind of basically whatever consumable.
0: You don't need anyone. And well, I I not I don't agree that there isn't a lot of super superstars, but I think that some of the biggest superstars are homegrown talents. Like the best way to get the connection with your fans is to have a guy that comes up through your system, and that they've learned about before they even touch the ball field for the major league team. So I agree with that. MLB free agency has been wild. There's got to be an end in sight. Pitchers and catchers reported. I love it. I can't wait fantasy baseball right around the corner call me commissioner um you got anything else about free agency before we get into our last segment
1: math tradition radio what percent chance is that they both of them are not signed when spring training starts like when there is a spring training game played and bryce harper does not have a team
0: both of them
1: bryce harper and then manny
0: I think that Bryce is going to be the first one to sign. So uh, the chances of him not being on a team by spring training, I'll put at like 20%. But for some reason, I've got a feeling that Machado is more willing to hold out because of his, just, I think his attitude, he just seems like the type of guy that knows that he wants to hold out for the money. So I'd put him closer to like 50, 60%. That's wild. So, and I'm still holding out hope that one of them goes to the Yankees. There's, been the speculation that maybe they'd be willing to take shorter deals but i don't know man it's it's not even worth the headache anymore i'm tired of keeping track of these fucking whirlwind rumors
1: well we'll keep you guys updated on the next the hottest hot stove topics as the season really gets
0: going soon our luck they'll end up both signing as soon as we put out this episode So, all right, last segment. This is something I'm very, very excited about. It will 100 percent be a work in progress, but we are going to do the marking our territory trivia at the end of every episode now. So Zach and I decided that what we'll do is we're going to have two two topics that we'll choose from. One will always be sports related and the other one will just be like a random of random topics. So my, we're both going to go with the same sport, right? We're both doing two thousands baseball. Okay. So we'll do two thousands baseball. And then I'm going to do nutritional facts. So Zach, stay with me. Oh, No, no, no. You're doing fast foods, I thought.
1: Oh, oh, you're getting a question about nutritional facts.
0: Right. I'm getting questions about nutritional facts. He's getting questions about fast food. And we are going to keep like a running tally of our records. And we'll probably do like each category or like the two categories for maybe a month or two months. Keep a record and then we'll mix it up. And hopefully after we start getting some more listeners – Shout out the 18 people that listened to episode three. The numbers climbing every single time. We're bumping it up. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can get you guys to contribute and give us some of our trivia so that we don't have to come up with it every time. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let's get a little interaction with the show. That's what we need. We need something that's personal. Makes us makes us part of the community. So, do you want to do you want to ask me questions
1: like, first? You could slide up in our respective DMs
0: with questions for. The other person. There we you go. Know what I'm saying. Yep, we always drop that. So, do you want to get asked first, or do you want to ask me first? Go ahead and ask me because I want to see how you do it. Okay. do you, Do you want baseball first, or do you want the fast food? Give me the fast food. Okay. Fast food trivia question one: the inaugural trivia question on marking our territory. I'm nervous. So nervous. How many one dollar items? does Taco Bell have on their value menu? Thought process. Come on. you, you Give can, me 10. Can. Wow. Close. 11. Oh, oh man. That, that was good. So we were also debating whether or not we have to give somebody like a range. I think that on a question like that, you have to get it on the head. But that, I mean, that that was about as good as you can start for something that specific. 11 menu items. I can read them out for you, I think. I have them all right here. You ready for this? Beefy Fritos Burrito. Shredded Chicken Mini Quesadilla. Cheesy Bean and Rice Burrito. Cheesy Roll-Up Cinnamon Twists. Cinnabon Delight. Have you ever had one of those? Yeah. I've never had those. Spicy Potato Soft Taco. I don't know anyone that's buying a fucking potato. I get this all the time. (laughs) caramel apple empanada all the time spicy tostada beefy okay. mini quesadilla and the triple layer nachos triple layer nacho all day so 11 you were very close i i i'm very proud of you for that one all right and okay. I'll, I'll, no, I'll give you your baseball one right off the get-go all right uh, in 2007 Alfonso Soriano signed an eight-year contract with the Chicago Cubs that ended up being one of the worst contracts in MLB history. How much did he sign for? Eight years.
1: I, I like I, I, There's like two
0: numbers that are in my head right now. Well, I'll give you – this is not a hint, but a little bit of a hint. What I would do is put the annual number – in your head first and then multiply it by eight so that then you make sure that you have something that actually makes sense you know so if you think you made 10 million dollars a year do that you know eight years with the cubs mm-hmm.
1: wasn't it like, oh, I and I'll, say I'll it's like one
0: 182 or something no that's too high so it was one hundred and thirty six million.
1: Mm, OK, I was
0: like,
1: I was like, I, I thought one hundred and two or one
0: hundred and eighty two. One hundred and eighty two. Well, I, that sounds like a rods with the Rangers before he came over to the Yankees. But I'm, don't quote me on that one.
1: No, he was like two fifty two.
0: And then uh, Soriano also signed a big deal maybe with the Rangers or something like that. But yeah, $136 million a year or $136 million, $17 million a year. Ended up being one of like the worst contracts ever because he was hurt and one of the worst defensive players in the league and all that, shaz. He was so. so bad after the Yankees. So do you think that that was – was that too hard? Um. Maybe- no, that's probably about like, I
1: probably couldn't have gotten anything harder than that. There'd be no chance.
0: If you would have said like 130 or 140, I probably would have given it to you. Uh,
1: that's fine. That's, I mean, that's fine then. I feel like um, mine's probably about maybe, maybe a touch easier.
0: Okay. So I, I, now I'm nervous. Now my stomach's turning over.
1: It. <laughs> I'll give you your nutritional facts. Give me the protein of a public rotisserie chicken.
0: Of a public rotisserie chicken, you said. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know it? No, I don't know it right off the top of my head. But I mean, the 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 only thing that's screwing me up is that those things are not that big. <laughs> but I still want to guess a high number. So. And are you giving me, like, a range? Like, if I get it within a certain number, am I going to sure, get it? Sure, I'll give
1: you within, like, ten.
0: All right. Well, ten's a lot. Let's do within five, maybe. So, uh, an entire rotisserie chicken. How about 52 grams of protein? Not even close. I I think they're small. Is it a whole lot more than that? 152. Oh, oh <laughs> dude, I just missed the one in front. <laughs> Damn! See, like I don't know. I thought that they like the size of it would make it like less. Damn! I feel like I sh- I definitely should have known something like that. <laughs> uh, 152 grams. I definitely need to start facing more rotisserie chickens. Then I know. Do you
1: eat two? You eat like
0: half at each sitting. All, All right. right. I I definitely also hope that I get this next one right because I don't want to have either of us. That 10 that 10 menu items was close for you. So you you're the closest to a win so far. Go ahead. Give me All give right. me the baseball question.
1: From 2000 to 2009, this left-handed pitcher led the majors in victories.
0: Oh, the entire majors.
1: 148 wins.
0: Oh. From 2000 to 2009. <laughs> hmm the hardest is like going back and you know what like a, I, i'm gonna just go out on a i'm gonna be a complete homer and i'm gonna say cc sabathia oh, did i no, get it No. Ah, dude he was so gross when he was with cleveland
1: i want to see like uh, who is like second or third on this list um but the answer is andy pettit
0: Oh, damn. See, like, oh. he had such an up-and-down, like, timeline where he was, like, hurt, and then he did steroids, and he was with Houston, and he was with Yankees. That, he led the entire majors from 2000-2009? Yeah, in wins, 148. All right. That's, all right, well. I don't know if anyone else would have gotten that but that that was a good question. I'm okay His with that. His best one.
1: season was 2003
0: and he was 21 and 8 with the Yankees. Yeah, see, I mean like I, I don't want to like give away my age too much, but like the 2003 I was how old? Like that's 15 years ago. So I was like 9. You know, that that's like that's like cutting it to the point where you know I probably should remember it, but all right. How? Who? Who? Who was second? Do you know? I'm trying to
1: find out who was second, but oh. no, I can't find it right now.
0: That's all. We'll 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 uh we'll get into that next time. But all right, good start. Well, I'll give you uh, I should give you the point for the the ten out of eleven menu items, but I feel like that was such a specific question that I have to I have to chalk that one up as an L. Good good start though. I enjoyed that that's fine with me all right so I know we promised you guys an interview but I think the plan is that we're gonna we're gonna release that as a second second episode this week because Valentine's Day happened right in the middle of the week we were recording this one early on Wednesday uh, I got just, that
1: information if you want it go ahead tell me second place is Randy Johnson 143 third place Jamie Moyer 140 fourth place Jamie Roy 40. Halliday 139
0: Jamie Moyer, dude, he's like Z, 90. He
1: was seventh actually with one hundred and thirty-six.
0: So I wasn't too far off. And you said lefty, and that's like why the first thing that popped up. See, another one, Randy Johnson, like I don't know why I felt like he was like too old to be in that group from two thousand. That's probably why he probably did he probably like sucked at the end of two thousand nine, was lower in his win totals. Yeah, that those that was like kind of the debate that I had within myself was how old were these guys during that time frame? Yeah, All so right. we'll we'll have another episode. It's gonna be FSU centered. So get excited for that. We'll it probably won't be as long as a normal episode, maybe like a 20-minute episode, but it'll give you guys a little double-down on some marking our territory content. All right, fellas, ladies. I'm um, we're glad that you listened. Uh follow us on Twitter. Uh mine is at gar- underscore Gartenberg, G-A-R-T-E-N-B-E-R-G and Zach. Z- Z Z Z A R R A N Z Z You got it. Peace